Hello, Nostalgia Nights listeners! Hi! Welcome to episode 37. We're just two ladies talking about emo music. Um, usually album by album, but we like to have playlists. My name is Brittany, and I'm here with my sister Shelby. Say hello! Hello! Hi! I feel like this playlist has been like a long time coming. Yeah, you dude. know? Because <laughs> we literally delayed recording of it but also well we're yeah, wanting to do that. it for a while i know and it, i feel like these songs and like just this like kind of like genre we've created for ourselves <laughs> is like yeah. such a big part of our lives um if you're if you're unaware <laughs> well by based on the title um we we made a playlist it's called niche sad kids it's like it's hard to describe sometimes, but it's like, you know, it's like, it's what the title is. It's like niche side of emo stuff that like mm-hmm. you might have not have heard of, or maybe have heard one song from some of these bands or something mm-hmm. like that. Like they were out there, but they did not get nearly as popular or widespread as a lot of other people did. Um, but at the same time, I feel like a lot of these songs, like, have like give me such a visceral reaction where I'm just like oh my, God, oh my yes. gosh <laughs> where I'm like oh my gosh this song in this band um yeah, yeah yeah like a similar visceral reaction one would have to like Simple Plan or Good Charlotte <laughs> like you know <laughs> Halifax might also evoke in us <laughs> yeah exactly no yeah and I uh gosh when was it I think maybe maybe 2020 was when I made like a whole playlist mm-hmm. of bands like a, a playlist of these bands these songs um, and I was looking over mm-hmm. it when we were trying to make this playlist and I also put on like um, popular bands but like super like not popular songs by them and mm-hmm. like stuff mm-hmm. like that um, I mean I guess I can post it in like the info of this if you want to listen to that <laughs> as well but it's like kind of a long long thing um, but that was so fun for me to make like a couple years ago mm. and uh, it just like took me back so much um, but yeah we have like a kind of like mini version of that to discuss mm-hmm. today um, and we also did a playlist in our last episode episode 36 we talked about Warp Tour 2007 featuring bands that were on it that we saw discussed all the memes etc it was a fun time um, yeah. You can also find that anywhere you find your pods and also on our social meds, Rent Nostalgia Nights and ITES for the Nights, basically everywhere. Um, come say hi and find our other stuff. But yeah, do you have any thoughts going, before going into this playlist? Um, it was a really fun and interesting ride. And yeah, I was just going to say that I got the inspiration. I really wanted to do this because of that playlist you made. Like, you know, kind of Pete Quar, and you were, <laughs> you made a lot of different playlists yeah, that were kind of getting you through, mm-hmm. and that playlist really got me through uh, for a little bit, because I was like, fuck, yeah, I, like, have not heard of, like, I was not listening to any of those songs at the time, or hadn't listened to them in a really long time, and it just also made me think about how, like, you know, no matter how big of a, how big a space a band can take up in your life doesn't mean, like, their punch isn't just just as hard. Like, yeah. totally. Like, some of these bands were, like, maybe, I don't even think we ever saw maybe any of these bands. We saw some of these bands live, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. Maybe only saw them once. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's just still, it still hits you. It still hits me. Um, and it kind of made me think about, like, the creation of, like, what we wanted to do with, like, Nostalgia Nights and, like, just, like, the music 
and connecting to the music in Mm -hmm. times that are tough times continue to be tough um (laughs) but then we always have these these um songs to like kind of take us back to like times that were just really not tough um so i'm very excited to like talk about all these bands and it is one of our like longer playlists we each Mm. picked five songs so Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited for everyone else to also hear this. As I was listening to it, I was like, you know, I really hope that, like, anyone who listens to us, but also, like, the youth, even if they don't listen to, like, the episode, but you really should, um, <laughs> like, listen to this playlist and be like, oh, Amber Pacific, a band. Never heard of them. Maybe I'll yeah. go through and listen to this whole CD. Like, because I think these all come from CDs that are also very, yes. very good and in full. But probably, yeah, albums we might not ha- will might not discuss just because of like, yeah, they weren't big albums in yeah. the emo lexicon. Yeah, totally. So, excited. Yeah. Excited to give flowers. I love giving flowers when they're <laughs> due. Yes, definitely. All of that. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of like when I was listening to these, I was thinking a lot about like how these come like a lot of these come from like albums that I was obsessed with or that we were both obsessed with and whatnot. So I was really thinking about like, oh, like what I recommend like this album, like truly like from my heart, like to somebody. Um, So, yeah, I kind of like thought about that throughout the playlist, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, we can just jump right in. Um, Matchbook Romance. Again, like, yes, I was obsessed <laughs> with this album, Stories and Alibis. Um, mm. It was released in 2003 on Epitaph. So I also was Ooh. going through, as I was listening to all these bands, I was going through, like, where are they from? Um, Matchbook Romance is from Poughkeepsie, New York. So, like, mm. you know, East Coast emo scene, mm-hmm. especially in 2003, was, like, all the rage. And if you listen to this album, even the song, Stay Tonight, they give very much like Take It Back Sunday, brand new, like, you know, all the kind of East Coast band vibes. Um, So I went through and looked, I was like, okay, why is this band and why do they remain like so niche? Like what happened? So then I was like, okay, I want to look at who released it. Epitaph, Mm. huge label in the Mm -hmm. emo scene at least, Mm -hmm. releasing things from like Thursday, My Chem, like all of that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so maybe it wasn't the label who knows mm. um and i also wanted to see is this band still a band right. um so matchwork romance is not a band anymore they had kind of their last performance in 2016 mm. um yeah which is interesting they kind of like fluctuated they had another album after this one that mm. had um monsters which got some like mtv play too yeah um but honestly i think stories and alibis is like quintessentially emo and it really boggles my mind of like why it didn't get as much play Mm -hmm. but then maybe i'm like okay well they are kind of coming out 2003 they are kind of coming out with contenders like brand new and take it back sunday and thursday oh my gosh huge bands Mm -hmm. i'm like maybe they were coming out in like a saturated time too Mm -hmm. 2003 Mm -hmm. so I think at that time people kind of just like latch on to the bands that they liked and then we're like this is the band that I like and just a totally different time to consume music then too because I think like oh this is the band that I like and I'm gonna like dedicate my whole fucking life to them yeah um hit me up if you also a match for romance stand yes, but seriously. I think that they deserved more mm-hmm. um and I picked stay tonight because um then I went through and looked at the album and I was like, what is the least streamed song mm. of these very niche albums? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Stay Tonight is one of is one of the least streamed songs on this album, which is crazy. Weird. Which is crazy. Because one of yeah, my what? favorite songs off the album. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, going back to what you were talking about, like just the years of like these bands being out the and their competition and all that kind of stuff yeah i was really interested in like when these songs came out like what year they came out and this playlist generally spans from like 2003 to 2006 with one like 2009 Mm -hmm. outlier um Mm -hmm. so yeah like that time was like the time dude like to be making Mm -hmm. music to get your band out there to do whatever you can to get on warp tour and like all this stuff um mm-hmm. so yeah it was very very saturated um and yeah just you know that's what happens like just things get pushed to the wayside and just don't get as popular but then have fans like us that are like oh my gosh love this <laughs> then, and we still remember it all all these years later yeah like yeah truly honestly this album is so fucking good if you Mm -hmm, haven't mm -hmm, listened to it mm -hmm. you have to listen to the whole thing um and i was really because i was really being like okay i could do my eyes burn which most people know Mm. i think that is actually one of their most uh it's their second most stream song off this album besides promise which i also thought about oh my gosh yeah i was like okay classics classics but i feel like people would know those two songs Mm. i almost did playing for keeps love that mm. but it has like a million streams so i was like okay mm. also all the people love that tiger lily oh also that too probably has like a Fucking... thousand million bajillion <laughs> streams half of them by me it has like 1.8 million streams gotcha so i was like okay that's also a jam um but stay tonight was really one of my favorite songs off this album just like organically mm. so i was like this one needs this like deserves more why is yeah. it like the second least stream song on this album mm. um and i picked it because uh, it's like obviously truly earnest. It really. I think is. it also has like a really unique vibe to it. Mm. You know, I think Matric Romance and listening and even revisiting this song, I was like, okay, well they really stand out compared to all those bands mm-hmm. in 2003. They have a unique singer, just a yeah. unique vibe, um, and it just truly didn't get what it deserves. Um, Matric mm-hmm. Romance were really, really fucking emo. If we're going to talk about oh like God, lyrical yeah. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, yeah, I was like, this song is definitely like the standard pop punk emo rock sound, lyricism, all that stuff around at the time. And uh, yeah, very honest, very earnest. Some songs that like I know just pierce your soul, and so do so does mine. Um, yes, there's you. like. You know, I screamed your name at the sky until I lost my voice while I'd give my life for you. And also, I just thought I'd let you know I filled my head with your voice and now I'm drowning while I wrote this song for you. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't even... I can't. <laughs> like, are you joking? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, even the chorus too. You can stay tonight and make everything all right. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel that in my bones, like all the time even now (laughs) even a cohabitation situation but it's like yeah duh but also (laughs) yeah and like honestly everything is fine when you're here yeah and honestly like looking into the out into the playlist too it's like a lot of these songs are like earnest and like poetic Mm. and Mm -hmm. have lines like that you know and like it was just a time of emotions <laughs> in the early 2000s. It was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just, like, just, like, nice to have, like, a time of 
you know, everybody's just fucking wearing their heart on their sleeves and shit. Yes, <laughs> and, dude. Yes, um, dude. You know, Fuck, you, yeah. you relate to it or not, or you hold on to it or not. Um, but yeah, Magic Romance was is definitely a band that like super recommend, super recommend this entire album, even mm-hmm. Voices, um, which came out after mm-hmm. this, which is like kind of like darker emo. They tried to like, which that that probably came out in like what two thousand six, maybe. Six, yeah, it definitely was. They leaned, I think, yeah. a little too heavy. I was gonna into say that, that was time. the time that they were like, you know, <laughs> trying to do like their little dark thing. But that's like, you know, sometimes like what people do is like they go from pop punk mm-hmm. and then are just like, you know, boppy or whatever. And then like, yeah, two thousand six was the time to be dark. <laughs> so then mm-hmm. they did it, and then might have yeah, it might have been like a little like much, like maybe not super one hundred percent them, but it was still good. It did, it did mm-hmm. the trick for, for fans like us. Next, we have Amber Pacific with the song Gone So Young. I chose this. It was up against Poetically Pathetic for me, if I'm being honest. Dang, dude. Uh, Fucking good song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but this song is so good. Like, when it kicks <laughs> in, I'm like, mm, every fiber of my being. <laughs> I know. It's like one of my hugest regrets that you never saw Amber Pacific live. I feel like we saw them at least once at a jingle ball. Really? Yeah. And like it, a lot of time had passed since this. <laughs> so we weren't like, I don't, I don't, we weren't in the crowd. We're like at Wombly, they have those bleachers in the back or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, re- I remember sitting there and be like, oh yeah, Amber Pacific. <laughs> And be like, nice. <laughs> um, oh, dude, I don't remember that at all. It's very, it's like a very faded memory, but I do remember mm. seeing them at least once. But oh, but shit. It, okay, but cool. it was unfortunately at a time where like it, we were all past of like the Amber Pacific hype. But Damn. anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, the song came out in two thousand five, um, mm-hmm. and the album was on Hopeless Records which is mm-hmm. actually wild <laughs> um, yes dude especially at 2005 yeah and they're from federal way washington which is hilarious hell yeah um <laughs> <laughs> shouts to federal way <laughs> yeah federal way uh, and, and yeah this is like just such the sound of 2005 you know just um the the standard traces of emo rock um like, the standard traces of emo rock from, like, the early 2000s, but then also going in, into, like, the lightness of 2006, 2007, of, like, that mm-hmm. synthy emo power pop stuff. Like, I could really see that combined in this song um, and in Am- totally. Amber-Pacific. Um, yes, another earnest, earnest song. And honestly, as you were saying, like, your thought process behind choosing songs and stuff like that... Um, uh, like I said, this one was up against Poetically Pathetic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but while choosing my songs, I kind of, like, was, like, well, I could, like, choose, like, the really well-known song or whatever, or, like, just, ra- or, like, other ones. Um, I kind of t- went a little bit more, like, a little bit more well-known because, like, sometimes mm. I feel like these bands are so, like, out of, like, the light that I'm, like, okay, just start with a single then, you know? Or like and oh. and these and these um, well-known songs and the singles like are honestly really good. So mm-hmm. and they're and and they're again we like to talk about singles <laughs> and just like the uh, the phenomenon of like how they become singles and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like I feel like you know we've talked a lot about um, emo and pop punk and stuff like that. They're 
our singles in this like world get super overplayed sometimes um and so like these singles aren't super overplayed which is really nice and breath of fresh air so so true yeah it's uh you know gone so young has not been tainted by the emo night scene much like sugar we're going down <laughs> yeah but if they did you play still it, get a... i would be on the floor <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you still get to have, like, a little excitement, a little, like, ooh, hearing the song for the first time on, like, a compilation thing. Yeah. Hopeless compilation, which is, I think, how I heard about Amber Yeah, I was going to say, probably, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they just didn't get the scene break, um, yeah. even though this is, like, a great song. Um, and then I started thinking, too, about, like, location. I was like, well, Washington mm. also wasn't very known for, like, at least, like, pop punk at the time. Yeah, totally. So, like, I wonder about that, too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, like, these guys could have so toured with bands like All Time Low and Boys Like Girls and Q was waiting for, like, all them. Like, so I don't know. I don't know much about, like, you know, the music business, but maybe, too, because bands like All Time Low were coming around at this time, mm-hmm. maybe the label, too, just favors some folks over the others totally you know we'll pump more money into that camp than the other one so yeah anyway justice for amber pacific and she'll also <laughs> listen to this full album very good has some jams on it oh yeah definitely recommend this full album for sure next um i chose uh halcyon days by hidden in plain view um fucking another great album <laughs> another great dude album. we were into this album Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Dude, I we need, were. I am definitely revisiting this one for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, god. yeah. Cause fucking starts off great. Bleed for you, amazing. Oh my god. Into yes. Ashes Ashes. Amazing. We got twenty below right in the middle, like bringing you back, like oh <laughs> my god. I almost picked twenty below. Because oh. it's like my favorite song. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, Halcyon Days had like some of the lowest is one of like the least oh. lowest stream songs. It's the last song of their album, mm. so I'm like, okay, maybe that's it. But what a great I finale. love this, dude. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> we should cover it because like it has the two things that I fucking love in an album: a really strong beginning yeah. and a great finale. Yeah. But yeah, no, I picked this because like one, I love this song so much. Um, I love the storytelling of it. Uh. I just feel like it's so unique. Like, bands, mm. like, weren't really doing this. Um, anyway, their whole yeah. album, Life in Dreaming, was released on in 2005 on Drive Through, another big player Love that. in the time. Um, they're from Morristown, New York. Um, and they officially stopped being a band in 2007, but then mm. reunited in 2014. And according to Wikipedia, are still a band. Hmm. Um, Amber Pacific, also according to Wikipedia, still a band. Hmm. Their last release was also in 2014. So hmm. if these two guys want to, like, you know, pair up on yeah. a little reunion tour, um, 10 out of 10 oh would gosh. see that. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, honestly, yeah. When I said one of the best storytelling songs of all time. Oh, my God, Fucking yeah. earnest as shit. Uh, and I just love the sound of it, too. Yes. Like, very erethal, like, soft, but then, like, you know, he's very, he's singing very, like, pleading earnestly. Um, I love the tonight will be my night, calling all my friends. The boys are going out tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, this was, so, the song was truly the origin of sad boy pop punk. Dude, yes. It truly was. Oh, my gosh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the songwriting is, like, so great in this song. 
Um, and I'm sure, like, throughout the whole album, I haven't heard, listened to this album in a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, literally, like, just, like, poetry set to music because it, it just yes. feels like that. It's not doesn't feel like there's a huge structure to it, you know? Um, yeah. But, yeah, and because and there was a part, um, I think it's, like, in the beginning of, um, like, the beginning of the song, kind of more towards the first verse, Um it says, and while you're licking salt off of each other, know that I'll be wishing throwing some over my shoulder. Oh my um, God, I love that Which line. is love like, wow. A fucking good metaphor. Love now. that. Claps for this <laughs> genius line. Um, <laughs> just because, like, you know, reference to, like, the salt over your shoulder for bad luck or whatever. And, like. Yeah, yeah. Just so seamless, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I really, really love um, just kind of, like, the storytelling of this whole stanza where it says the potion in our bottles it will be singing me to sleep the worm at the bottom it's taunting me to be a creep it says hey mm. man stand up for yourself hey man i got a plan for you it's working oh so well i picked up the payphone and i held the zero down please operator collect call to allentown the call came back rejected and the operator was kind enough to talk to me and get me through to the middle of the night like oh my god fucking yes dude and like just like <sighs> It's like <laughs> I'm just overcome. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but it's just like it's kind of a lot of words. Like at least like reading it out loud, but like mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. way that it's put in the song, it works so well. It doesn't feel like mm-hmm. a lot of words at all, and just and like he gets like more and more like um, just passionate in his voice and stuff like that mm-hmm. through that entire stanza. Um, so yeah, just like an amazing mix of poetry, storytelling with the instrumentals, the melodies, like, so that it doesn't get boring because it's, yeah, it is a slower song and I feel like it could easily get boring. Um, but yeah, genius. I know it just grips you. And I think I also put it on here because like, yeah, 2005, like a not a, not a lot of bands were going to do this song you know mm-hmm. but they like did this song and i think it works really well and obviously deserves more so listen to it yeah <laughs> next we have existentialism on prom night by straylight run um i chose this because like why not <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like i think i was gonna put someone else on here but they seemed a little bit like too mainstream to me um, so then, and then I saw sh- this song or this this band like recommended to me on Spotify because I was looking up all these other niche things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, oh yeah, this song. <laughs> um, funny because like I feel like this is the only Straylight Run song I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it truly is. Do not <laughs> know the album that this came off of, unfortunately, but um, still a, a fucking hit. You know, and a classic in our mm-hmm. in our lives, I think. And also, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like maybe people do know this song. Um, I think like people a do. little bit more than um, maybe the rest of the playlist. So you know, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. But the song is so great. I love it. And I, you know, I've always like been intrigued by like oh existentialism. <laughs> Yeah, as a philosophy minor. <laughs> yeah, and like when I was like it, like working like on my minor, like existentialism came up, and I was like, oh shit, like the Straight Run song. <laughs> 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 oh, 
amazing. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Do you know what existentialism is? Yeah, I have the definition. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, yeah, I have the definition. It's um, a philosophical theory or approach with which emphasizes the existence of the individual person as a free and responsible agent determining their own development through acts of the will. So basically, the theory that we are all individual and have free will. Mm-hmm. Um, which is in, which like, you know, got me really thinking about the song and like the mm-hmm. lyrics and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. There is a part in towards the beginning that says, there are moments when, when I know it ends, the world revolves around us and we're keeping it, keep it all going. This delicate balance, vulnerable, all knowing. Just the idea of all of that with the tidbit of on prom night in the title Mm -hmm. is just like a lyric that really showcases the experience of being young finishing high school like especially with the idea of going out and being free and being the Mm -hmm. next generation to change the world and shit and um yeah and i think just like the words vulnerable and all-knowing are Mm. perfect words to describe that um and then just paired with the old the old faithful lyric of sing me something soft, sad, and delicate, mm-hmm. loud and out of key, sing me anything. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Love that. <sighs> oh, my gosh, dude. Like, <laughs> tattoo it on my ribs like the Jason Ray girl. <laughs> I um, <clears throat> I just feel like that really brings in the romantic side of it all. Mm-hmm. So then, like, this lyric compared with the previous, like, just really brings it together of existentialism on prom night, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, I love the lines, too, like, saying, like, you think no one's listening. Mm-hmm, like, that mm-hmm. is, like, being in your own will and just, like, you know, you would kill for this just a little bit, just a little bit, like, you would. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I love I love that, too. Shouts to John Nolan and Sean Cooper, ex-TBS at the time, who I left know. TBS. And they're not back in TBS. create this band. As I saw. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, if you listen to our Tell Your Friends, you got a little history of, like, stuff that went down. Um, and stuff. what created <laughs> Stray, Light Run, Stray Light Run at the time. Yeah. And this album is off their self-titled Stray Light Run, released in 2004 Mm-mm. on Victory. So they're Victory. also on a pretty... Yeah, they're oh, also on a pretty big emo band. Which is interesting. Victory usually was, like, the hardcore yeah. label. Well, they also have the audition. I don't know. So. <laughs> they Love went, the like, audition. just, yeah, <laughs> two separate ways. Um, but, like, yes, everything you said. Um, and then I was thinking about, like, okay, why did Stray Light Run really get the, like, bigness? Even though I think this song is pretty well known and, like, the emo scene. Mm-hmm. You put it on, a bunch of emos might go, oh, this fucking song. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, they've also been on hiatus since 2009, which is probably when, you know, Sean and John got back in TBS, mm, but mm, um, mm. so I was thinking, I was like, okay, so people were people not like ready for like a Taking Back Sunday slash Jack's Mannequin slash mm. SoCo sort of vibe, you know? Because that's like it's literally this band is literally like if you took like Taking Back Sunday plus Jacks, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, is was it too soon at the time? Jacks and SoCo didn't really come. Well, SoCo was around this time, but like you know, even SoCo is a band that I think is pretty niche. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm just like, hmm. Was this too soon? It's very piano driven. Um, 
but it's beautiful and I love it and I think I always remember the first time hearing this song because of like the piano yeah and I just remember like in the emo days like and I think that's why I really stuck with bands like Jacks and like something corporate and Yellow Card is because they all had like that thing a part of their band a part of their sound mm-hmm. so I remember hearing this and I was like I love this <laughs> Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if I was ma- too maxed out at the time to like another band, so mm. I didn't really get too much in the trailer run, but this is a great song. Moving on, I put Scream by Kill Hannah. Fucking, I, ca- I can't even talk about the song. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it takes me back Kill to Hannah. a time of my life. <laughs> that time. Scream wasn't one of their least... They were, this album is so funny because, like, on Spotify, um, Lips Like Morphine, which obviously I played with that one to put on here because, wow, um, is the most streamed song. It has, like, 5.4 million. Wow. <laughs> uh, and in comparison, stream, or Scream only has 195,000 streams. Hmm. And all of their other songs, other than Lips Like Morphine, hover around a couple hundred thousand. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Looks like Morgan um, was so, the song. <laughs> dude, fucking, I wanted my goth, like, my goth counterpart was, like, that's her theme song. Um, but Scream is so good. Like, mm-hmm. even how it starts, again, a very unique, and I think it's interesting we put this next to existentialism, because mm-hmm. they both are, like, kind of piano-based, very mm-hmm. different intros, um, slow, sad, makes me think very, like, this needs to be in a movie. Mm, like the beginning I can see that. always makes me think that and so like i have <laughs> i had this like memory of me in the car i was listening to this album on my freaking walkman and we're like driving walkman. somewhere probably like a long drive and i'm listening to this song and i like i'm looking out the window and it just feels like i'm in a movie and i'm like having main character syndrome mm-hmm. and i'm just like in a movie oh my god <laughs> you know love of my mm-hmm. life has not worked out or whatever is happening in my like little 13 year old brain mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways kill hannah is a band from chicago <laughs> illinois and they mm-hmm. were actually a huge band they have so many albums they were a band actually from 1993 2015 whoa yeah that's crazy what the isn't heck? that wild yeah yeah they're not a band now um and this scream is off the album until there's nothing left of us which ugh, fucking amazing title i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> and it was released in 2006 yeah. So I think Lips Like Morphine had such, like, the big hit oh of, like... Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know, that was the time. And they they also looked very goth, you know? Yeah. Very dark. Um, so they have seven total full-length albums and five EPs. Dang. Dude, right? That's crazy. Um, yeah, so then I was like, well, maybe this band was just niche to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> apparently, yeah, they had seriously. a huge career. Um, yeah, seriously. And I've never heard any other Kill Hannah things except for this album. Yeah, me either. Yeah, this song was just making me giggle, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's just funny to me because, like, you know, yeah, 2006, this was the time of, like, the MySpace scene kid and all that mm. stuff. Um, so yeah, it's funny because like 
And yeah, as you said, like, I think they were like a little bit like, you know, goth, like aesthetic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, whenever I was listening to this song um, on this playlist, I just kept thinking about like, um, like a MySpace scene kid, like literally a picture of them, but like of that singing this song. And yeah. I just like could not stop laughing. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's so funny to hear that, like, they've been around for a long time because, um, to me, when I was do- listening, I was like, man, this was such a blip in time <laughs> <laughs> because it really was for us, I guess, you know, yeah. um, I feel like mama also liked this album. Like we all kind of like weirdly yeah. stand this album, um, which it was, it was good. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, just some of the writing is really interesting to me because I feel like hmm. um, there's a lyric that's like, maybe a sad song sometime will make you remember me, which oh is gosh, like, dude. so like, which is like nice and sweet and stuff. Um, and then there's also, there's also just like, it gets kind of dark and stuff. <laughs> Because there's mm-hmm. a line that says, somehow I feel that it's my destiny to fall, get dried and hung up on a gallery wall, holding on by just a thread, by just a thread to my heart. Um, wow, dude. A amazed. little, a little dramatic. Um, <laughs> but it's amazing. I know. No, oh, my God. Um, yeah. And then there's also another dark lyric that I'm not going to say because trigger warning, but um, which like if you listen to the song, I think you'll be able to pick it out. But yeah, it just like reminds me a lot of like just stuff written on your myspace wall and stuff like that um it was but yeah that so that was truly the time yeah anyways i think that the song is fucking beautiful i think his voice is like so like authentic and unique which i think really like made it Mm kind of like at least i think put them out there in the Mm -hmm. ether in Mm -hmm. 2006 um but i could see why this wasn't as huge in the typical emo Mm -hmm. scenes in 06 um I think it was just a little too far out mm. there a little to bit. really hit. Yeah, I said Morpho Kehana. This is what my goth soul needed time. I think if I fully lean into this, <laughs> yes. it would like really complete that part of my life. Um, but yeah. I fucking love the lyrics of this song. I, I think like what you're talking about, like poetry, like... Um, with Hidden in Plain View. That's just mm-hmm. how I felt with that song. Mm-hmm. And I I fucking love like an earnest love poem that just says what it means. <laughs> you don't have to go mm-hmm. searching for it or whatever. Like you just say it. Um, I know the lyric that you're talking about with trigger warnings in the first mm-hmm. um, like first verse. verse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I remember writing that on my like book cover oh and being I know, like with right? a little heart <laughs> and like oh my god, I'm so fucking stupid. But um, and yeah, maybe a sad song sometime will make you remember me. Like it just makes me feel like yes, maybe a sad. I feel that even to this day, dude. Like maybe a sad song will make you think of me, mm-hmm. and just like I just want you to think of me, and it's like the little like emoji with the big eyes, you know. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. That's like literally what. If I could encapsulate my life into a feeling, that's what my feeling is. <laughs> um, so that's why I love the song, and I love that fucking lyric again. Tattoo it on my ribs, like a JC Ray girl. If you truly don't know what that is, like, yeah, we'll have to post a meme or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm 
feeling I have that's all I have to say <laughs> what a time do you know um, what record label this came off of something mm. popular no but none of the um, not a popular one. Oh, okay gotcha um, next we have Hey Italy by Halifax the song also came <laughs> out in 2006 um, wow yeah what a time mm. I can't remember the album album name of this something about the in, inevitability. inevitability in a strange world yes that um dude i was up halifax's ass at the time dude you were <laughs> <laughs> i like this one song but other than that i couldn't really like get into it <laughs> dude yeah i <laughs> i was like into this album dude like <laughs> cringy but you were um <laughs> yeah this is like very much um whiny sad boy emo rock you know but like kind of like in a mm. weird like I don't know this song seems violent to me <laughs> um, <laughs> just because of the the content um, so like when I was listening back to this album I was like man this is kind of like I feel like this is kind of like problematic and cringy but <laughs> also mm-hmm. this song kind of mm-hmm. like raises me from the dead from like the punch <laughs> in the face intro you know um very true yeah um it's interesting i don't know i think um it's kind of like a hidden treasure to this album in full um Mm. but also like i don't know short-lived um and maybe just like a little aggressive at times um the Mm. the other song that like i would have probably put on here was our our revolution Um, oh that's a good one yeah, but, and then just, like, looking over the lyrics and stuff like that and, like, thinking of, like, how it goes, whatever, I'm just, like, this kind of feels, like, a little bit, like, frat boy punk to me, you know? Where it's just, like, mm. just messy and these dudes, like, bleh, like, making punk music or whatever. Like, they're trying to be Avenged Sevenfold, but they couldn't. Um, yeah, and, like, that's know? the vibe Halifax always gave me, which yeah. I think maybe is why I wasn't, like, I'm, like, eh. <laughs> Yeah. I like this one song. I liked Our Revolution, but, yeah, it just couldn't hit. <laughs> yeah yeah so here i am like still thrashing to this song but you know we're grown now <laughs> and we realize yeah. some of the problematicness. <laughs> <laughs> um apparently other folks agreed with you though because it was this album actually was number one on billboard heat seekers when it came out in 2006 wow um, it's released off drive through so mm. also a big band or a big label at the time. Um, they're from Thousand Oaks, California, so also they have like location going for them, mm. like oh my all gosh, these different is, things. This is totally Cali pop punk. Yeah, I mean? it's totally Cali pop punk emo, you know. Yeah, yeah, the most problematic. Of, <laughs> no offense to California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no Tino shade, but you um, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I was like, also like, I kind of understand like why I didn't really get the hype mm-hmm. that other bands mm-hmm. got. So, totally. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, we can move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You just need to put it on here. Yeah, I just like, really need it. It would be incomplete without. Yeah, there's still just like a pebble in my heart for Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Anyways. Next. Anyways, into the best song of ever of life. Oh my god, seriously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking also this band. Um, <laughs> I put Paper, Rock, Scissors by Jameson Parker um, off their album Sleepwalker, which was released in 2005. Again, mm-hmm. fucking classic time. Um, they're from Oakla- um, the OC mm. in California. Um, Orange County. Um, 
Yeah, so their last performance, actually, they had a really short life mm-hmm, as a band. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I was, like, reading a little bit on their history because I have an EP before this, which is also mm-hmm. great. I oh almost gosh, put yes. um, Dear Everybody <laughs> off oh, that EP. What a good song. But then I was like, okay, they were the only band that I was like, maybe too niche. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so they were the only band that I put kind of like a single on there because I was like, I feel like the one this band is way, way niche. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to put a way, way niche song. A single so I that wasn't went with one of their singles. Yeah, a single that wasn't best mistake. <laughs> yeah, best. Ugh, even though that song, yes, it was, that wasn't best mistake. <laughs> that song is so good. But yeah, so anyways, in their whole history, they came out that EP. This is their first um, full length that I think even has a couple barriers in like getting made and stuff. They also weren't on any of the big emo labels. Mm. Um, so their last perform this album came out in 2005 and their last performance was November 2005. Wow. Um, when, yeah, they were kind of going on a couple tours. I think it was one of their promotional tours for this album. And yeah, it was just because of like internal band conflicts. Um, Jameson okay. actually, actually like walked off stage in the middle of the set, just Ooh. like leaving Parker there. Ooh. Um, so yeah um jameson obviously after this made a band called e for explosion that also has a very very good song (laughs) such a throwback dude dude right um didn't really go farther than that i don't think um and then parker is actually the longest member of say anything other than max bemis so he went to go play for say anything and has been in there ever since yeah yeah isn't that wild yeah um so that's where they are now. Obviously, they're not a band anymore. Um, I then was like, wow, they really, truly could have gone for it. Like, I yeah. feel like this Sleepwalker album is so good. It's also just so emo. And it really, like, Paper, Rock, Scissors, Best Mistake. Those are fucking singles, like, up there with, like, the best of the best, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really could have gotten there if they just, like, you know, didn't get in their own way. Totally. And, and if they toured with bigger bands, like all of these, mm. they were doing a lot of small tours with like smaller bands. But like, I think if like Mayday, per- if they had opened for like a Mayday Parade or something, yeah, or like someone in that kind of like genre, starting line, I could see them like tour with too. Like if they yeah. had done that, I think they would have gotten huge. Totally. Um, also, if they could like get along, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had we always have to pour one out for Jamison Parker. Oh my gosh, really always. fucking love them. Jamison Parker like really had been like the quintessential emo like at the time or ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And like you know that's always just like an, ar- an an arguable statement and whatever. But like in my heart and soul, I'm like it like Jamison Parker was fucking emo, my guy, and like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you didn't know them, but like we were there. <laughs> yeah, um, oh my god. And um yeah, I just like fucking would love to go back in time and see Jameson Parker at least once. Oh my god. Like that same, would be dude, literally same. everything. Um because like this like you said, like they only had like this album and then their EP, but like but like Sleepwalker is such a great album. And so V recommend. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. And then honestly, literally, if anybody out there is like, oh my gosh, Jameson Parker, like us, like please let us know because yes, please. We, we like, are literally the only two people who have ever known of this band. 
<laughs> I know. I know. So please come come tell us. Um but yeah, I feel like the softest part is my part of my heart listens to Jameson Parker on loop, you know? <laughs> oh my god, um, yeah, true. <laughs> and yeah, some some lyrics from this that are just wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. is and I can't wait to write you a letter for every day that I can't bear. You can fill these moments with words like forever, but you gotta swear, don't forget to remember me. Um <laughs> Wow, Stan. Oh my gosh. Um Bro. and and then like I, I like this song too because it's like kinda like just like the emo boy loves mysterious emo girl, you yeah. know? Um, because there's like lyrics of like she said, Who wants a life of lost adolescence that's filled with regrets and antidepressants? I've said it before and you know that I meant it. You're all I want to know and I won't let that go. Um Wow, we love poetry. <laughs> Dude, truly. And imagine if like, you know, fucking Pete Wentz could have gotten there and collabed <laughs> oh with them. Gosh, the banger yeah. of an album they would put out. Produced an album from them or something. Yeah. Dude. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so sad that like that like yeah, they're like they were the ones that like kinda got in their way. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. That's sad. But truly go listen to Sleepwalker. Best Mistake mm-hmm. has 231,000 streams, and it's the most off the album. Dang, like, 231,000? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> Paper Rock Scissors only has 52,000. Yeah. And all the other songs on there hover around there. Another great song is Here's Everything I've Always Meant to Say, which I almost put on there, but I was like, oh, again, yeah. it is long and sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but wow. fucking great and amazing. So please, wow. if anything, go listen to Jameson Parker and like give them more songs uh, or more streams. Notes and Photographs is like a banging EP, fucking so clutch. Yeah. Um, wow. That has like only 20,000 streams. Yeah. Wow, that's not a lot. That's not a lot of listens at all. We're Mm-mm. we're just gonna become a Jameson Parker campaign at this point. Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, but yeah, f- truly go listen to them. Moving on, we have Knights of of the Island Counter by Dave Melillo. This also came out in two thousand six. Um, fucking Dave Melillo, man. <laughs> <laughs> What a time. <laughs> Did we know he was the former lead guitarist of Ann Arbor and bassist for Cures What Waiting For? I didn't know about, Did I don't know think that? I know about the Ann Arbor thing, but when I did look it up and like saw <clears throat> that he like joined Q in 2007 and stuff like that, um, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that's remember that's that? familiar okay. to me. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember like being like, oh, like Dave Lilo like stopped doing what he was doing and he's like, oh, he's in Q now, you know? Um, Anyways, yeah, I thought that was kind of a cute little throwback mashup yeah. <laughs> with that Dave Melillo. Um, I think initially joined Cute in 2007 Warped Tour, played guitar and bass for them for a couple mm. years, and then was even there for the writing of Rotation. Um, oh. So that's pretty cool. Um, great mm. album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and um, gosh, this song just like makes me <laughs> giggle. Um, Why did you really like? Because we were going back and forth about like, okay, what bands do you want to? Do you really, really want? And like, Damon Lilo was one of yours. Why? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I'll take Damon Lilo and just anybody else. <laughs> um, <laughs> just I don't know. Just this. I love this EP. First of all, it's a great EP. At this time, I feel like acoustic was a big thing. Whereas, like, mm, you, mm. you come out with an acoustic EP. 
or like bands like Never Shout Never were oh, so true. big. Um, and then it was always kind of like a big thing for um, like bands to even like turn their singles into acoustic versions. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just feel like acoustic was a big thing at this time. And also like I love acoustic EPs. Um, you do. Yeah, I just like love the acoustic sound so, so much. It's like in deep in my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I feel like I was always attached to Damon Lilo. And like for a long time, I did not listen to this song for a very long time. And I think it like it came back into my life maybe like, I don't know, five or six years ago. And I was like, holy shit, you remember this song? <laughs> um, to which everyone around you went, no. <laughs> literally, everyone was like, literally, no, you're the only one. Um, (laughs) um, yeah and this song is just funny to me like it's like so just like young and dumb and like just so like uh, carefree you know Um, yeah it's like an acoustic party song which is interesting yeah yeah. and like um, I did the math because like I looked him up and stuff like that like and based off of like how old he is now and stuff like that Mm -hmm. he had to have written this when he was like only 19 um, mm, mm. And so I think that's why it's like, you know, just like a teen drinking experience, like young and yeah, dumb song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like, always live for the last stanza that says, <laughs> I got some problems, but we got $10. That's enough to get us wasted before the night is over. These past five days, I've been completely sober, but tonight I'm getting ripped wide open. Um, <laughs> girl, I was singing that as a kid, like I could relate when I <laughs> genuinely could not. I was like, relax a little bit. And also $10 is not enough to get you wasted. But, um. I know. I literally, <laughs> when I heard this song, I was like, who and where is Dave Lilo drinking that $10 is enough? $10 can barely buy you a beer in New York City. Like, like a beer from a bar. <laughs> like, I know, what? right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, my heart and soul to Dave Lilo, honestly. And I wrecked this EP, so go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, you know, put it on your next house party or your next picnic, mm-hmm. you know, really set the vibe. <laughs> yeah. I raised my white claw to Dame Lilo. Truly do. Um, anyway. <laughs> we can move on. Uh, I put This Is The Real Thing by This Providence on, because um, This Providence has always deserved more than they ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, it's off their... Uh, album Who Are You Now which is like their last album mm. they ever did um, released on Field by Ramen in 2009 so that's kind of our mm. the mm-hmm. earliest song we have on there um, they're from Seattle Washington hell yeah represent which is mm-hmm. why we probably saw them a lot yeah <laughs> especially once we started living in Washington and they're really playing I fucking love this Providence okay like (laughs) they deserved more and I was thinking and I've always thought of like why have they not gotten so big like what has been the fucking deal (laughs) they were on they've always been on Field by Ramen and they played with like huge bands especially at the time as they were coming up like bands that sounded like them like the Hush sound and they played with like here's what we're aiming for they even toured with All Time Low and like um, they even played Bamboozle and like all these huge things. Like they had like press and like push behind them, but mm-hmm. they never got like as big as like any of those bands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like I don't know. Like I don't know. Maybe the sound was it's it's a little different. It's not like yeah. emo or cute. Like cute's what I mean for or anything. They're not 
like power pop i wouldn't even call them emo like you know mm-hmm. they just kind of like mm-hmm. a genre all their own they're a little mix of like indie rock but not so indie like mm-hmm. jet or someone <laughs> jet are you gonna be my girl yeah <laughs> but it has that same vibe but it's not like the same yeah. sound yeah it's really know? hard to compare them to something which might which is like great because you're unique but could also be a downfall totally but i think who are you now is such a good Mm -hmm, album mm -hmm. we all lived Mm -hmm. and breathed this album Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. might have heard let down if you know of Mm -hmm. this providence Mm -hmm. um also wolf and sheep's clothing is one of their other really big singles Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. also a banger Mm -hmm. um my beautiful rescue you also might have heard of Mm -hmm. because that's also another banger off their other one they Mm -hmm. redid it in this one i I almost put that i almost put let down because let down is such a fucking good ass song it is um Keeping On Without You is a great song. Sending mm-hmm. Your Shoes is a good song, but I didn't want to yeah. get sad. So <laughs> I put This Is The Real Thing because it is one of the ones that has the least amount of streams on this album. This mm. album kind of hovers. Let Down has like 2.1 million and This Is The Real Thing has uh, 148,000. Mm. And and this was always like one of my favorite songs off the album. I remember seeing it live. I remember just like popping off. Mm-hmm. Um, this prov were so amazing live. They were so good. Dan Young could really sing. And they were always so so nice. Like we met them yeah. a couple times and they were just like always so nice. Go listen to this Providence is basically the what you should do. Yeah, this Providence like was always like a little mysterious to me, maybe. And I feel like mm-hmm. like that vibe. Um so like and I don't really know how to like describe that. I feel like it's just, like, definitely in their sound. They, like, did, like, go to, like, those darker riffs and stuff Mm -hmm. um, in their music. And, uh, yeah, and they just, like, I don't know. They just kind of minded their own business, if I'm being honest. Like That's very true. They weren't out there, like, being, like, loud and wacky Mm -hmm. and shit. Um, Yeah, they just wanted to, they just wanted to do the thing. (laughs) Um, and yeah, so, they were very much a band that just like wanted to play music. They weren't going to be out there shaving their legs at Warp Tour or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, and I don't know. It's uh, gosh, it's probably just a fucking like Washington thing too. Like same with Amber Pacific, where like you know um, this genre isn't he- very huge here, like at all. That's very true. And <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> Um, mm. And yeah, it was kind of funny. I, I yeah, I saw on Wikipedia that like they're from Seattle, and I was like, that's kind of funny because we probably know they're from like Redmond or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll say Seattle. <laughs> um, well, I think yeah, they gave Amber Pacific Federal Way, which people are going to be like, where's that? <laughs> you could call that Seattle <laughs> if you wanted to. Eh. <laughs> Tacoma, maybe. Um, <laughs> anyways um but yeah they're always really great and like it was like it's nice to like be able to say like yeah we saw this providence so many times like them just Mm -hmm. opening up on like all these tours that we were going to anyway Mm -hmm. like yeah just such a great song and i definitely definitely recommend this album for sure so good Mm -hmm. i'm definitely gonna revisit too anyways moving on um what do we end this playlist honestly i know um (laughs) our last song is Jaded by Mest, feat Benji Madden. <laughs> um, this came out in 2003. 
and this is yet another album that I was just an absolute slave for. Um, <laughs> like this one, and as we mentioned in our last play, in our last episode, um, this one, and then the Bayside self-titled. Like I feel like I was obsessed with like at the same time almost. Oh wow! Like wow, that's a like whatever. Vibe. Yeah, whatever that says about me as a human, like <laughs> is interesting. Um, but yeah, honestly, song is iconic. I was gonna like you know obviously put something like two thousand miles on here or something. Oh, good song. What good a great song. song. Good song. Um, Would have put walking on broken glass if it were me, but <laughs> yeah, that song's a little emo, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's the best. What a great song. <laughs> yeah, I almost put like different songs in here. I was like really going back and forth. But the song is just such a classic and it's so iconic because it has fucking Benji Madden on it. And Yeah, dude. Like, Which is like actually the reason why we knew even who messed yeah. was and the sound. We're like, oh my god, we consumed anything the Madden bros threw. Oh my away. gosh, seriously. Um because yeah, I felt like I remember getting, yeah, I remember getting into this only for that reason, and I feel like we probably saw it on, like, All Things Rock or something, which the Madden yeah, Brothers yeah. hosted, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then I got just sucked into the mess hole from there, um, and, like, honestly, like, going back to, like, just this being iconic and a classic, like, it's just a song I feel like people need to know, you know? Because it is such a great, like, typical pop-punk song, too, of, like, literally being the anthem of, like, being jaded, stupid, and reckless, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, and I've only seen Mest one time on when? this godforsaken earth. Um, <laughs> gosh, it was our... Hmm, it might have been, like, six or five years ago, something like that. <sighs> and it was kind of cringy. <laughs> because um, it was at the Neptune... And we were there for, like, um, other bands, but then also it was the Hawthorne Heights, like, um, If Only They Were Lonely tour, like, the oh, anniversary, fuck. which is that iconic. fucking slaps. Love, yeah. love that for me. <laughs> love that I was there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> okay. I see you. <laughs> but, yeah, I was at the Neptune, and, like, it just, like, was a little cringy to me because, like, capacity was so low like the entire time and um like like the floor wasn't even packed oh my god Mm -mm. like i could leave my spot and then come back and get my spot (laughs) oh my god dude that's crazy it was kind of crazy um and then yeah i just remember like um the front man i think his name's tony um, mm-hmm. just like kind of like calling out people for not standing and whatnot or whatever and he just like wouldn't let it go and I was just like uh, okay sir like just just relax a little bit and he couldn't like roll with it some band members yeah. can like say it once and then be like whatever and then we'll like pay attention to the kids who like are going off or whatever yeah totally yeah and I was just like just relax you're just mad that like no one is here <laughs> but like it's fine <laughs> I got to see some of the most iconic songs, and it was everything, and I loved it. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed myself. <laughs> yeah, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was, like, a little cringy. But, yes, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed that show. Um, and, yeah, I feel lucky that I got to, like, see some of the songs that I've been listening to since I was a fucking kid. And um, I think I still recommend this album. It's kind of just, like, a standard messy pop, like, band slash or pop, standard messy punk 
band slash album. Um, yeah, yeah, well, it's interesting. Mess, too, because has been around from 1998 yeah. mm-hmm. all the way to 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they reunited. Maybe this was around that time of the Hawthorne Heights thing. Um, and released an album in 2020. Oh. And this album, which is their self-titled, technically, is, was released in 2003. But, you know, you might also know a mess from their songs like What's the Dilio? Hmm. What's the Dilio, the Dilio, the Dilio? What's the Dilio, the Dilio? It's like in a 90s movie. They started off kind of like an offspring kind of sound band. Like, more like, like, you know ska-ish or just whatever the offspring you decide what they are um, mm-hmm. but like kind of like that kind of sound yeah um so then i think it was really uh, what knowing that because i know that what's the dealio song i'm like oh knowing that and then into jaded is kind of like that's an interesting yeah. pivot <laughs> Definitely. into pop punk and i'm like maybe they never truly found their niche because i think yeah mm-hmm. you know what's the dealio but they're not bands like less than jake or like you know mm. or like the offspring who could like that is their sound and that's what they made their career off of mm-hmm. you know i think they were kind of a blip during that like 90s ska pop like punk ska time um yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, they never, like, maybe they never found it. And it was weird at this time in their life because they were, because of those, like, Jaded and, like, What's the Dilio, they're, like, two personas, they were touring with bands like Goldfinger, and mm-hmm. then they would go on tour with Scaring Kids, Scaring Kids, and they would go back on tour with Alistair, and then they would go on tour with No Effects, And, like, I'm just, like, the Venn diagram of, like, a fan who likes all of those bands enough to really ride hard for them at the same time mm-hmm. must be very 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 small <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very 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 niche <laughs> yeah yes and it, i think like it kind of depends on like um what that first song maybe like who was on that like wrote it produced it blah blah, blah. kind of depends on that mm-hmm. but i know that this album was like produced by like john feldman um mm. and so that probably definitely gave them a little bit more of a hand in like the pot like the punk all that world who knows maybe i'll listen to the 2020 album <laughs> just for shits and giggles <laughs> indeed so interesting anyways the song yes everything you said i totally ate it up because benji madden was on here mm-hmm. so you know thank you again to the madden bros my dad's yeah. <laughs> and yeah i mean it's a good song i'm like hell yeah put this song on um walking on broken glass again would have been my choice but <laughs> oh, what a fun time this truly was truly. a ride um Again, everyone, please let us know if you know any of these bands, any of these songs, any of these albums. Please let us know because we want to feel less alone (laughs) and make you feel less alone, of course. Um, Yeah. But yeah, let us know. Again, we're at Nostalgia Nights, N-I-T-E-S for the Nights, basically everywhere. Twitter, TikTok, IG. Um, Come say hi and find our other stuff. Next time we'll be back with something different and fun. (laughs) Thanks, friends. Bye. Bye.